0: Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Chandu orchestrated the third day of vicious torture, having Guru Arjun sit on a red-hot iron plate, and after this, he decided that he would try to break the Guru's spirit by having him sewn up in a cow hide until he suffocated and died from this. So chapter 37 now begins describing how Chandu woke up in the morning, how he was thinking that Guru Arjan loves, above all, thought righteousness and that one perhaps successful way of torturing Guru uh, would be to get him uh, to agree to the marriage proposal would be to scare him uh, through this method. Uh, proposing that he would be sewn up in a cowhide if he didn't agree to the marriage proposal. And if he still refuses, then it would just be best to have him killed slowly through this method. So Chandu approaches Guru Arjan and tells him of this plan. Guru Arjan then replies, At this time, I want to go bathe in the river Ravi. Let the five six come with me as well. I've been here for five days without bathing. You've been torturing me during this time. Let me go cleanse my body, and I'll come back with a firm decision." Listening to this, Chandu was surprised and overjoyed. He was like, okay, he must be scared now that he's going to lose his tharam because he'll be wrapped up in this cowhide. You know, so I've scared him, and he's going to go cleanse himself. He's going to come back, he's going to agree to the marriage proposal. So Chandu's thinking this, and he agrees. He sends 10 guards with Guru Arjan and the 5-6 to take him to the river. They are armed with a shield and a sword. He tells the guards to keep the six and Guru Arjan in their field of view. Make sure no one else from outside comes to speak to them. Don't go anywhere else. Just go straight to the to the river and then come back. So Guru Arjan begins to get up. He walks towards the five six. His entire body is covered, all over in massive blisters. Uh, But he had taken a large blanket and he was covering his body with this. The soles of his feet were completely burnt, and he's slowly, slowly walking because of this. When he gets toward the sick Parana, Guru Arjan holds Parana's shoulder uh, to aid him in walking. And as they're walking towards the river Ravi, few people see Guru Arjan and and they bow down. But Guru Arjan's face is completely burnt and red. For five days Guru Arjan hadn't eaten anything, he hasn't drank anything, he's been at Jandu's house for five days uh, because he got there the evening of the first night, he didn't eat anything that night, drink anything, he didn't sleep and then following that first night the next day marked the first day of torture and there were three full days of torture so now we are on the fifth day. So the people who just happened to be walking around saw Guru Arjan, they were in shock Seeing the state that Guru Arjan was in. But Guru Arjan, on the other hand, was just in that one pointed focus uh, on the divine, drenched in that bliss uh, of that state. Just like he was even before he got to Chandu's house. It had not affected his mindset at all. The pain of his body didn't make his mind shake at all, just like the largest mountains in the world never move. So slowly and slowly they got to the river Ravi which had extremely cold water at this time. Guru Arjan then used this water to clean his mouth, clean his hands. One of the six at that time, Langaha, he washed the Guru's feet before Guru Arjan himself then walked into the river to bathe. Guru Arjan then got out of the river and then dried himself. He then sat down and with great love, he recited Jabji Sahib. The other five, six then at that time, they went to go bathe. While they were bathing, they were reciting Japji Sahib as well. They got out, they dried themselves, they stood around Guru Arjan. When he completed Japji Sahib, they all bowed their heads. And then Guru Arjan said to the Five Six, I now desire to go to the afterlife. We've done exactly what we wanted to. You should now go to Amritsar and meet with the exalted Hargavind. Comfort him, on our behalf. Tell him not to be sad but to sing the praises of the Divine. Instruct him to take away the pain from others as well. He should adorn weapons now and sit and rule upon the throne, the Takat. To the fullest extent of his abilities he should raise an army. His first job is to enact revenge on Jandu. Make sure he has a terrible death. Just drench him in pain. You should call the descendants from Guru Das's family and perform the Tikka ceremony, the Guruship ceremony in front of everyone like Baba Buddha and the other senior Sikhs have them there perform the ceremony just like we've done in the past but start a new tradition within the community of warfare but other than this keep all the other previous traditions within the Guru's house You are not to perform a cremation of my body but rather send me down the, this river In seeing this river Ravi, you will see me. So when you send us down this river, keep my head pointing north and my feet south. At that point, a rabbi just happened to be walking by. And Guru Arjan saw him, that he was walking by and that he had an instrument in his hand. He had a dotara. A dotara is a small type of guitar, type of ukulele instrument, which just has two strings. If you YouTube dotar, you'll find some videos of it. So this Rababi was walking along and Guru Arjan called him saying, O oh Rababi, come perform Kirtan, sit alongside this beautiful river and play for us. So the Rababi immediately recognized Guru Arjun, bowed down and started to sing Gurbani very beautifully. And at this point all the gods in heaven recognized that Guru Arjun was preparing to head to the afterlife and they all readied themselves and come down uh, to greet the great Guru they all got on their vehicles and traveled down shouting victory victory to the guru Goraknath!" and the sids the yogis they came along as well with the muslim peers they all came and they were all excited that guru arjun would be passing through their abodes in heaven to travel to the highest of heavens in the afterlife they all among themselves were praising guru arjun along the way and at that time guru arjun requested someone to bring salt weed grass Salt reed grass is a type of grass used in South Asia for rituals. The Buddha is mentioned to have meditated upon it when he got enlightenment. And in the Gita, Krishna mention, mentions it as a good uh, grass to sit on for meditation. So the six went and they brought it from some Brahmin's house. They had laid out this salt reed grass on the ground and placed a sheet on top of it. Guru Arjuna laid on the sheet, and then the six placed another sheet. On top of guru arjun's body and at this time the devdas the gods they sounded off their drums and horns to mark the departure of guru arjun from this world to the next and they were throwing flowers they were spreading incense they were doing arti a devotional worship towards guru arjun shouting out victory victory to guru arjun the whole sky went red and everyone in the city was astonished by this jandu's daughter looked into the sky she saw that it went red, and she took it as a sign that Guru Arjan was passing away, and just immediately she also passed away. No one in her household understood why that, uh, that death occurred. And at that time Guru Arjan then left this world on a craft with the Devtas, the gods, into the heavens. All the Devtas followed along with Guru Arjan, and whenever they reached their abode in the heavens, they bowed down and let Guru Arjan continue further higher into the heavens. Eventually everyone had reached their limit and Guru Arjan continued on further and further into the highest of all heavens, where he there resided. For many days, the Devtas continued to talk and praise Guru Arjan, speaking about his stories, saying that no one else is equal to Guru Arjan. Not before, not now, and never in the future. So back by the river Ravi, the five-six were standing there crying knowing that Guru Arjan had left his body. Jeta, one of the six, then asked Sarabhabi to sing rag, Vardhan's. And Back in Chandu's house, he was sitting there wondering why it was taking so long and why Guru Arjan and the six hadn't come back. So he got up and he went towards the river. And he saw Guru Arjan's body that was laying there on the ground and there was a blanket over him. So Chandu thought, oh, Guru Arjan hasn't slept in five days. So he's taking this opportunity to get a nap in. So he walks towards the six, saying saying things like, Oh, so you're taking this time to sleep? bidhi just couldn't handle it. He he yells back at Chandu saying, while he's crying, Oh, you sinner Chandu, you've done the worst sin. And this sin is now resting over your head. Guru Arjan has passed away due to your vile actions. But now you won't be spared by us, no matter what you try. Jandu heard this and he was pissed scared so he just ran back home at, at this point. When he got back to his house he saw everybody was crying there and they had told him that his daughter-in-law had passed away. No one really knew why or how this had happened. Back at the riverbanks the news of Guru Arjun passing now spread through the city of Lahore and everybody was coming and they're running from their houses. It was known to the it was then known to the congregation how Jandu had orchestrated the torture and how Guru Arjan had passed away. There were many Sikhs that came running. And there was a, quite a large gathering now uh, by the river bank. Bidhi Chand had told everybody about uh, the plan for Guru Arjan's uh, funeral rites, how they would not do the cremation, how they would send the body down the river instead. And this was what the Guru wished. And how then the Guru said that if you view the river, it is the same as having my darshan, my sight so all the sikhs who heard this heard the news they were all grief struck some were reciting japji sahib some were reciting guru guru some were praising guru Arjan for his resilience and some were swearing at the idiot chandu cursing him meanwhile some sikhs were getting guru arjun's casket if you will Ready. They had decorated it all over with flowers. They had silk fabric. Six were waving a whisk over the Guru Arjan's body, and incense was lit all around as well. Some were blowing conch shells. Others were other instruments were being played as well by the Rababi. And they all went along the riverbank to where it was deepest. They took Guru Arjun's body, Bidhichan, Jetha, Langaha, Pirana. All the, the four-six there, they held the casket from each corner and they walked into the river and they floated the body down the river. And at that point, the Devta of the oceans, the god of the oceans, uh, devta he took Guru Rajan's body and worshipping it, he then hid the body in uh, the water within itself. So the body then disappeared. The five-six then came out of the river by Jirtha then said to everybody that, this is what Guruajan wanted. He wanted to be floated down the river. Then all the six got together in one of the local gurdwaras. They all began to cry. They had brought that Rababi that performed Kirtan, and he performed Kirtan there at the gurdwara. The entire congregation was so grief struck, though. You know, everybody, nobody even ate that whole day. The five six, they stayed in that gurdwara that day. They couldn't sleep all night. And the next morning they went back to that river to the bank where Guru Arjan had left his body and they bathed there before taking off to Amritsar. They came back to Amritsar so disheartened, distraught like warriors coming back to their villages after losing a battle. They were worried about what they would say to Mata Ganga the wife of Guru Arjan how they would tell the young Hargobin about what happened. They were thinking like what will we say to them? So they were thinking about this as they were entering Amritsar, with tears in their eyes. They went where the exalted Hargoban was seated, they bowed down. The young Hargoban was counting the days that his father had gone to Lahore, and was awaiting their return. Thinking about how glorious it will be when his father, Guru Arjan, comes back to hold a divan, a court session, with all the Sikh congregation, where everyone There has their bondage, has their sins from countless lifetimes removed where the sadness of their hearts are replaced with bliss and happiness and everyone has calmness instilled in their heart. This is what the young Hargobin was thinking when the Five-Six approached them from Lahore and this is where chapter 38 concludes. In the next episode we'll describe the conversation between the Five-Six and the young Hargobin which then starts off again the stories related to Guru Hargobind Sahib's life. We will then continue onward in a linear fashion covering all the stories of Guru Hargobind's youth as Guru to the point where we started at initially with the stories related to Bidhichan stealing the horses from Lahore. So that's where we'll pick up next time but as always we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. (laughs) ਗਾਊ ਬਾ ਝੜ ਕੇ ਗਾਊ ਬਾ ਝੜ ਕੇ ਖਾਸਨਾੜੇਗਾ ਤਰਨ